Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, this is the ninth episode of the designfootball.com podcast. My name is Jay. I am the resident blogger on designfootball.com. Uh, in episode two, we spoke to Martin Leroy, who became a part-time kit designer. And in episode six, we spoke to Jason Lee, who was and is a professional kit designer. Uh, today, we're going to speak to Irving Perez, who is a an amateur kit designer who has become a professional kit designer. Uh, hello, Irving. How's it going, man? How are you? I'm well. How about you? Yeah, yeah, not so bad. Okay, this <laughs> is particularly exciting for me because uh, Irving is actually a member of designfootball.com, although he hasn't posted recently for reasons that will become clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irving was a member of designfootball.com, and then he became a designer, a professional kit designer for Ramai Sportswear. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just tell us a, a little bit about your beginnings. So as a child, were you designing fantasy kit designs? Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. I mean, what we, we, we consider fantasy kit designs now, yeah, yeah. I guess I was doing that was when I was a kid. Um, I mean, since I was a kid, I was, I was drawing, you know, action figures. I was watching like the Italy, Italy France game from Euro 2000, and I just drew a shirt. And from then on, I just could not stop creating or drawing. You know, it's developed to this. You know, <laughs> so that was year 2000. You you were decided that sort of thing, and you you got the bug yeah. for it. So then, yeah, I don't know at what stage you joined design football, but nope. I take it you were you were you were um, uh, were you uploading designs onto the internet? In the mid- well, no, 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 yeah, it was, um, no, I actually, this was just like a hobby on the side. All my friends knew I did it, but that was it. I would just sit down, draw for a little while, draw some shirts, and then keep on my merry way. Um, I never joined anything like that. Um, I never knew there was any internet site back in the day, and uh, I was just, you know, concentrating on my college and on my education, blah, blah, blah. I never really thought it was really going to become something. And um, I think one day I ran into, um, I guess, a sister website um, of design football. And I remember seeing people uploading their their fantasy kits. This is probably probably 2010, 2011, when I found out about these websites. Um, So this is pretty late in in my adult, I guess it's mid-adult, you know, adulthood, if you want to put it that way. Um, and while well, I saw people uploading the designs, they're all, they're all digital designs, you know, with Illustrator, Photoshop, what have you. So since, I guess, if you, as you can see in design football and still today, I all, all my designs are hand-drawn, you know. Um, and I was kind of, I guess, uh, mortified to, to upload my designs onto the websites because I thought they were going to get thrashed, you know, um, they were hand-drawn. I was, I, it wasn't going to be to the scale of, of you know, the, the digital designs. And I ran to design football after that and was, was a silent observer for like a two year, like two years, I guess I would say, just watching and observing and in my own mind, criticizing, not criticizing, you know, liking, not liking and trying to, you know, and just doing my own stuff on the site all the time. And, um, and back, I think it was, it was the, uh, either the USA futsal competition or the, or the Ghana competition. I'm not sure which one came first, 
either or those were the first competitions that I kind of like with the support of my girlfriend and you know people are just like just do it you know and just go on and put your designs on online um so I literally scanned in my designs after drawing with pencil and color pencils and uh, put them on put them on the website and, and that was that um it was, it was pretty cool to see the response right away um it was pretty neat you know to yeah. to go from I guess 2013 I'd say from being a silent observer on design football to to where I'm at to where I'm at today, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So just to give people a little bit of the yeah. background, um, football shirt culture was the the original footballshirtculture.com was the original website, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on the back of there being a section on there which was called fantasy kit design, yeah. which yeah, it was it seemed like a, a good name for that section, but when you think about the initialism, it may be doesn't work quite as well but if you view it as an acronym but regardless of that that was a really popular section of the website and i don't think until that happened people realized that there was so much interest in fancy kit design yeah so from there that's where designfootball.com came from it there was it, it showed that there was the potential for a new website to be set up so Fantasy kit design on uh, on football shirt culture is very popular. Then designfootball.com started up. And I remember when your design started coming in, and it was almost as if it was irrelevant. Because I, I didn't notice them so much on, on football shirt culture, but I did yeah. notice them on, on designfootball.com. Sorry, I don't mean it was irrelevant. Your no, designs no. are completely irrelevant. I mean yeah. it was irrelevant whether their standard was good or not, because it was so refreshing mm. to see someone had actually gone, no, I'm going to hand-draw things. And I'm going to upload them hand drawn. I'm not going to then go on to Illustrator or anything else. Was it something that was it a conscious decision, or was it this is the only thing I can do, so I I have to upload them this way? Or or had you tried Illustrator and it hadn't worked out? Why? What was the thinking behind just keeping them hand drawn like that? It was basically I don't know how else to design stuff, so I will draw them as best as, as best as I can on paper or on whatever I can find. Um, markers, color pencils. Um, I don't know how to work it. At that time, I didn't know how to work Illustrator. I, I'm still a beginner right now. Um, uh, and um, scan my designs and put them online and hope for the best. It wasn't. I didn't want to spend more time on the sidelines. I didn't want to spend more time thinking to myself, do I have to learn all these uh, software? How long is it going to take? And, you know, if this is the moment that I need to do it. And I, and I went ahead and just... It was like a land well with the people. Yeah. Uh, Well, it it certainly was well received because a a lot of your your designs have been lauded as as these great kits on there. Uh, Just a a note regarding Illustrator. Jason was saying that he got himself Illustrator and he learned it within two weeks. He bought himself the quick start guide, which we've linked to on on the previous podcast on the notes. And yeah, it took him two weeks to, to teach himself. So I don't know if that's, Maybe he's superhuman, but it's just something worth noting for anyone listed who was, who was I mean, scared of Illustrator. I mean, I was able to to purchase a lot of cool, you know, like a computer and stuff and stuff like that, like a tablet to draw and whatnot. Um, so it's easier for me in that sense that I could I could do I could use many different hardware um, and software. Um, I did take some classes or class a class for for the for illustrator so I'm still a beginner because I haven't really put in the time into it because of my job and you know, designing and it's been it's been very difficult to find the time to actually put into the software um, but yeah I mean he could probably I mean I, I don't know I never met the guy but it seems like he's a little bit superhuman <laughs> it, is, it is difficult it is a difficult software yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you do have a connection with with Jason, don't you? Because you you entered one of the competitions that we had yeah. on the website a, a couple of years ago, which was a St. Pauli competition. Which he so he designed the, the St. Pauli kits. Then yeah. he came to mm-hmm. where well, we we spoke to him, and he said, "Yeah, well, I'd love to judge a web uh, judge a competition on the website on." fantasy designs for St. Pauli, which was a brave thing to do for him because the new the actual kits hadn't been released at that point. So he said he'd come and judge that. And you entered that competition, is that right? Yeah, it was the last minute comp- entering. It was about to close. And I remember drawing the last on the last day of the competition um, and submitting my designs that day. Yeah. And 
how did you do? Did did you yeah. Work? Well, I mean, I mean, if you go on to the competition website, my designs were the last ones, or second to the last ones to be to, to be entered. Um, Why well, he chose my away kit as the winner? He mentions some negatives and some positives, but he really liked it. Apparently, um, my home didn't get it wasn't chosen for anything, um, but. Uh, he I, later on I saw an article that he wrote and uh, he posted that picture of the home kit that I designed on that article and it was pretty it was pretty cool to see because the article was about future designers that he thought were gonna pop up later on and well he's like a little like a little wizard or like a little I don't know Nostradamus <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's crazy. He, he wasn't wrong then was he that's, that's oh. he's got a good eye for it then um, so what what did just just before we go any further and, and actually look into to what happened next with you because you continued uploading designs to the website and we'll yeah. we'll put some on the notes so you should be able to see some on the notes here so you see some of um, Irving's designs but uh, something we said when we set up the website this isn't something you can navigate to via the website anymore but I think you could probably still Google this we put a, a mission like a, an about us page on the website initially. And mm -hmm. it was like a mission statement, really. And this is what I did. I wrote this. And I said, our idea was to give designers a platform for which to expose their work and also create a community where ideas could be shared through galleries, my blog, and the discussion forum. We hope to facilitate the formulation of ideas and initiate debate concerning all areas of football design. Eventually, through links to the football design industries, again, I'm not sure we do have that, but we also <laughs> hope to become a stepping stone to a related career for many of our contributors. We will cater for all football designers, whether your interest lies in simply uh, simply in creating accurate renditions of existing kits for Pro Evolution Soccer or FIFA, or mm -hmm. your long-term aim is to be working for one of the large football apparel manufacturers, this is the site for you. Whatever your goal, interest, standard or style, designfootball.com is your site and your designs will make it what it becomes. So what happened next? <laughs> that's wonderful i've never actually read that or seen that um well uh i mean i don't know if you remember the uh, moom started the competition the the um or i don't know yeah, his real name is i don't forget i forget sorry but i know his little uh um login name is moom um he created the uh, design football tournament or uh, league sorry yeah. And I kept participating. I saw it as a as a cool way to to develop my my skills and try to uh, try to get better at what I did. Because what I used to do before was just basically on paper or scratch paper, whatever I could find, just draw a shirt, or have a shirt or something, you know, to try to just you know just draw what I was in my mind. And um, as I developed my skills on design football, um, because I had I, I hadn't spent that much time doing that before. Um, I started creating these figures, this, uh, these uh, um, models, I guess, if you want, if you will. Um, I started investing into into actual professional markers, actual professional paper, and um, uh, and I developed some of the figures that you see now in design football that I used to do, um, that I still do actually today um, to, to help me design. Um, and I started on the many competitions that were on, on the website and it was, it was fun. You know, it was fun to see the reactions and, and I actually never, I hadn't won anything yet. Actually, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, I, the, the last thing I'd participate on was the Copa America one. And that's the only one I actually won to the end. Um, during the uh, design league, um, I was paired up one of my many pairings with Fenton. <laughs> I don't remember Fenton. The project was to do, or the you know, the assigned team was Al Shabab FC. I've never heard from that team before. I know who they were, and do this design uh, and see who they got, you know, for the week. And I started looking online. I couldn't find anything on the team. It was very, very difficult to find anything because you know they're a Saudi Arabian team. I don't know how much information there is from was there from them, from them a while back. Anyways, I designed the, 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 the jersey. It was like a mock-up of an Adidas futuristic soccer jersey. Um, and and I put it on Twitter because I had at that point I started putting everything on Twitter just, just to, for fun, you know, just in case anybody saw that. I, I never really was on Twitter before. I only started using it for my 
for my designs and I barely knew how to use it back then. I still don't know how to use it completely. <laughs> and um, and I did a design. I posted it on the design website. I, the competition went on. Um, I put it on my Twitter account and I tagged the, the Al-Shabaab team. I tagged the Al-Shabaab, uh, like, I, I don't remember what I tagged, but I tagged them, you know, not thinking anything of it, you know. A couple of days later, I started getting a flood of fans from the Al-Shabaab team asking me who I was, what, who are you, blah, blah, blah. And it was just tweet after tweet after thing after thing. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you know, if you were able to see that because you were also tagged, although the design website was also, the football was also tagged on these tweets that were being liked and retweeted and this and that. Um, anyways, um, it was pretty crazy that to see such a, Huge for I mean for from from my standards huge you know, flow of people coming into my Twitter account and asking me things and talking to me and it was mostly in Arabic I didn't understand what the hell was going on you know <laughs> and um, and uh, the competition was going on I lost the competition to Fenton you know and um, and it really didn't matter in the end because this Ashraf thing kept on going for at least three months. I, I'm, not, I'm not joking. It was just on and on. People asking me to do another one. People asking me who, if I wanted to work for Adidas or if I was going to work for Adidas. I was just, I was, this is crazy, you know, to me. This is the power of the internet. It was showing itself, you know, in my Twitter account. And um, I really didn't think anything of it. They were asking me if I, if I was ever interested in trying to contact the fan club or anything. And I was just like, sure, whatever, you know, let me know what I could do. And nothing really ever happened. Um, this was back in late 2014. And it kind of died out towards, I don't know, December-ish. And I kept on doing the design league, and uh, I won, lost, you know, every other one. And um, and then came the Copa America competition. That I don't remember. I don't remember who created it, um, but somebody created it, and they're like, uh, um, join, we make a mini tournament, and we'll see who wins. And I was assigned the Jamaica team, and I thought it was very a very cool opportunity to make something very different. You know, my ideas were flowing. I was trying to be, you know, I was trying to push myself something different that I hadn't seen before on the website. And, um, well, I, I did that. I did a, you know, the, the Jamaica design that's on the, on the website, on my Twitter. And then, uh, and I put it online again on Twitter. And, and I didn't receive any anything on Twitter. I, I thought it was just like a blank, another another of the many blank shots that I've had taken on Twitter. And um, I kept on going with the designs. That's actually around the time that Jason Lee put out the article for the for the future designers. Um, and in about I guess I would say two weeks after that, after I posted that design, I received a, a message via Facebook. Um, I had closed my Instagram account, account not knowing that day uh, that Romai Sportswear was trying to contact me through Instagram. So this is like another, I had no idea this was happening. Um, I actually had received, funny story, I had received two different messages. It was a guy, I, I recently, or before, during that time I had recently joined um, a group on Facebook it's called mockups. It's like a Brazilian group, and some a guy from Brazil was trying to talk to me about you know helping him out with some designs. And um, at the same time, that same day, for messages, one from Brazil and one from Jamaica. It was a really odd day because I had no idea what was happening. And I kind of, you know, started talking to both of them. One was, you know, one was very, uh, you know, it was, I guess you could say, um, right away he wanted me to, you know, if I ever in the future was interested to to help design some, some like, this new brand in Brazil that was, like, it was, like, low-key, nothing serious. It was just a guy, you know, wanting to design. Um, people were asking me, hey, you know, this brand wants to work with you, blah, blah, blah. Please, it's, it's, it's urgent. Please contact us as soon as possible. 
And I mean, I I was wondering why through Facebook, but that was that's the, that was the way that they found me, I guess. And um, as I started talking to them, you know, I started talking to the to the federation directly because they had, I guess, been in talks with with, with uh, the brand, and they since they were in this part of the uh, of the world, I guess you could say they were closer to me to talk to me, right? Um, so as the, as as time went on, I started talking to the to the marketing director at, at the Jamaican Federation. I couldn't believe it; I was just pretty crazy. And um, one thing with another, I started contacting directly contacting myself with Ramai Sportswear, and they offered me to work for them to specifically design the Jamaican national team jersey for the Copa Oro and Copa America. I was shocked i was floored i had no idea what was happening you know uh, it was coming from doing des- design competitions on design football and working full-time to you know something like this it was pretty crazy you know i had i i, I was very wary about the whole situation you know and it was kind of like you know if they really want I mean, if they wanted to steal my designs you know the, the you know the normal notions in your mind you know start you know the, the, the what do you call it the um the gears start turning and they start thinking through things. And it's like, they really wanted my, my stuff. They could have stole off the internet. You know, it wasn't something that, that, that really made sense uh, to me that they were kind of like, it was kind of iffy. So I decided to go with it, you know, and, and trust and trust my gut and trust that, that everything was going to be okay. And that everything was going to turn out fine. And as you know, you know, the designs came out and that was that, you know, yeah, so there's a few things that you mentioned there. I mean, it's fascinating. But the the thing with the designfootball.com league, and it's, as you say, it's Moob that set it up. Moob is called uh, Joshua Wilson. Joshua, and, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And he is someone else that we might speak to in the future on this podcast. But he is yeah, yeah. someone else who, again, has gone from designing. He does various things. So he designs fancy kits, but he also uh, yeah. designs templates as well, which, yeah. uh, which he could sell on to people which is which is handy as well um and he also has done some professional design work off the back of his fancy work as well so he's a, it's yeah. a similar situation with, with josh as well mm-hmm. um what you say about saudi arabia i don't i don't particularly remember it being picked up like you say you did so it, it might be that a lot of the replies weren't actually tagging design football okay, uh, okay. into them but it is also because it's often the Saudi Arabian and Turkish fans that will go crazy for fancy designs. And then you'll just have the, the feed of, of mentions is just flowing like crazy of all these people talking about these designs. And as you say, a lot of the time it's in Arabic. So you can't, you can't even understand what these people are saying, but it is fascinating. They do get uh, yeah. very excited about it. Uh, the other thing you mentioned there is the Brazilian Facebook group. I forget what the name of it is, but they are crazy about it as well. There are yeah. similarities with design football on there as well. I think it's like Federación mockups or something like that. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. They've, they've got a proper yeah, press, yeah. haven't they? With they've got yeah. A press. yeah, it was a very fancy way of trying to you know organize people. I it was hard for me because it was everything was in Brazilian and or Portuguese. Sorry, my bad. Portuguese <laughs> and um and and I mean I I would try to translate one at some like fancy like. JPEG, this and blah, and and like, and I was mine again. And was all scanned, <laughs> you know. So I was trying to participate with like scanned things, and it was pretty, it was pretty fun to to do. But yeah, they're a very intense group, and in a good way, you know. They 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 love what they do. It's pretty cool. Yeah. A, another thing is the you, there's two things you mentioned there that you mentioned that the idea that Romai or we won't we won't tar them with that because they they clearly didn't do it but certain companies can just steal the designs that you don't have yeah. the you don't really have like a copyright defense system for yeah. it it's it's yeah. out there and it's a gray area certainly at the at best yeah. it's a gray area so they could just take them and they to their credit they didn't but do you think that the impetus to get you on board came from Ramai or came from maybe the Jamaican fans, maybe, or the Jamaican Federation. Where do you think the, the initial I, contact would have come from? I mean, I'm not sure because I didn't receive anything from the Jamaican people, fans, nothing on Twitter. Nothing was mentioned. Nothing was retweeted. It was just a couple likes on Design Football. And that was it. Um, from what they told me is that the, the, the founder the, of for my sports, where from what I from what I was told he wanted me to come on board as soon as possible and 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 that was that was it 
he sent for me. <laughs> Let's just see what happened. Yeah. So so then it was it was mainly then it came mainly from the Jamaica the Jamaica Federation side of things. So then how did it move on from that? Well, the, the Jamaica helped the communication. The the I guess the the directive came from my sportswear, wanting me to become a part of the design team. Um, the Jamaican were like a uh, Jamaican Federation was a middle person, I guess, a liaison between us, just to get the ball rolling in, uh, in the in the uh, in the relationship, and um, they helped out and and they uh, helped with the negotiations and whatnot, and and. I mean, from what I know, the directive came from Ramai, and I was always come from Ramai, and they've been very, very um, welcoming to me. And I think, yeah, that's they. It came from them, I think. Yeah. So, so that they made contact with you, you entered into some kind of negotiation. So, how yeah. did how did this process start then? So how did it, it then move it was on from yeah, it was a normal, you know, job offer, you know, not normal for me, right? But it was, you know, your normal, typical they, you know, job offer and you, you know, see what's best for both parties. And, and, um, and we, we, we had an agreement and uh, I was able to agree to work from, from my hometown here in Texas and, and, um, and do be offsite, basically communicating with them via Skype, via internet, via, email via uh, WhatsApp and text and whatnot. I talked to them almost every day. And um, that was the, that was a deal. And with, with hopefully in the future was to join them full time in, in their base in Abu Dhabi, which is, which is the point I'm actually during this time, um, we're trying to figure out that's the, that's the best move. And I'm in the process of hopefully a jumping ship to, to, uh, to full time in Abu Dhabi. Okay, so so when you came on initially, this was you say it was a standard job offer, but it wasn't to go full time with them. You were going to carry well, on with your day job. Well, it was. There was there was talk about that. The initial was um, to actually jump and go full time, but I was in the middle of my work. You know, I have a girlfriend here. I have my family's here. It was kind of hard to just kind of like split. You know, um, which is I mean, it would I mean. If certain circumstances were, were, were there, it probably would have been best. But at the time, it wasn't for me uh, personally. Um, and if the possibility of staying here for a while, uh, in order to you know, dip my feet into the into everything, um, was there, that would have been best for me. And that's what they and they and they uh, conceded, and they were wonderful in that sense of of uh, bringing me into the into their into their world. And um, and that's how I started. Yeah. Okay. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So when it, so when you started working for them, in terms of the design process, I take it they didn't just take the designs that you'd you'd put on our website or put on the internet. They they wanted you to start from scratch again, or how how did it work? Yeah, yeah, it was basically start from scratch. They never even mentioned them. They're just design and new designs. You know, um, with the directive doing you know 
doing uh, the national team jerseys for, for different teams. And and um, they gave me a lot of creative freedom, if you will. They decided, you know, do what you need to do, and then we'll go from there. And um, that was a cool part that I was able to, to have lots of creative freedom, and I was able to explore different templates and different designs and different things. And um, it's it's basically been that way. I've had a lot of creative freedom with them, and um, and then I, I bounce back my 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 designs, and I get feedback, and we get the ideas put together, and the process continues to where the design evolves with time, and and um, gets done at the end of the day. Um, the Jamaica design was a little faster because uh, it was, you know, the Copa America. So they had just signed with, with the Jamaica Federation and, you know, they needed to have the designs to be able to, or the, the, the concept to be able to do the actual development and creating of the designs and manufacturing and all that stuff in time to the presentation and in time to get it done for basically for the tournament. And um, so that was a uh, much quicker design process for me in that sense. Um, a couple of different ideas and, and the one that stuck was the one that you saw in the Copa America. And um, it was just a little bit of uh, tweaks here and there. Just It was pretty much there. Uh, and the idea was there. And um, it's it's been that way. I, I get the it's for a certain team, and and I do the research, and I do the concept work, I do the design work, and then I bounce back with the design team, the creative director, and and, and everybody else to to pitch into what can be done, what can be done, what not done, what's the what's what's a better idea, what's not so great, you know, what works, what doesn't work, and it goes from there, um, and that's how. Okay, so so what's the method that you use now? Are you still hand drawing things? How does it work? And do you scan in the images and then send them off to the to mid to the Middle East to Romai, or how how does that work now? At the beginning, yeah, it was it was uh, me scanning as usual as as me doing for for, for design football. Um, yeah, I, I still hand draw. I mean, that's my that's my strongest um, the strongest way I design and. Uh, I dabble a little bit in on the on the Illustrator and on the, some some of the sketch apps, um, but it's not the same thing. I haven't fully learned it. I haven't fully uh, gotten to know the software. So the strongest way for me, to, or the best way for me to design, has been the hand drawing. Um, you know, either either scanning or pictures or whatnot. You know, they and and they dissect the pictures and the scanning and whatnot and through email or through actually even through phone sometimes. Um, so yeah, it's that's those are the that's the way that I actually still design, and and I don't think I'll stop ever. It's it's always been the, the best way to for me to visualize what I'm doing and visualize uh, every single little detail that 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 I want to put onto the onto the uh, onto the kit. Okay, so that's that's maybe a, a different method to a lot of of a lot of what the kit designers will do at the minute. A lot of it will. A lot of them will use Illustrator now, I suppose. Jason, I'd imagine, will be using Illustrator a lot as in maybe in conjunction with hand drawn things. Yeah, and uh, and definitely in the future, in the near future, I will be transitioning fully onto Illustrator probably and doing, you know, the normal sketching and normal and the normal um, design, uh, you know, concept work that I still do, but transferring that onto the Illustrator, Photoshop, InDesign type of software and. Uh, making it better you know and, and and creating new things and definitely um enhancing my skill set and enhancing my design work and uh, and hopefully hopefully merging those two worlds together and, and making something new you know uh, in, in the future and uh, having some sort of new processes and i don't know you know, maybe something something will, will come out of that but uh uh, when it comes to like you know training people um but yeah i would definitely still use my hand drawing skills and uh Till the day that I don't do this anymore, so um, that will still remain as it is for sure. It's been it's been good to see, uh, good to experience that type of, um, I guess teamwork that you don't see on design football. I mean, design football is very you teach to each their own. You know, you get to just decide what you want and create. That's why it's fantasy. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, it's something that's very, you know, out there and may not be actually 
be able to be done in, in there in the real world. Um, and and as 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 you, as, as, as you see in the website, I mean, as one, if one person criticizes or tries to do some some feedback, comes a <laughs> becomes a a uh, an argument, you know, and that's not how it's supposed to be in the real world, you know. It's to you know work together and not and not have um, be malleable, be open to, to to what needs to be done to be able to create the the, the design and have it have it on the team, you know. And um, it was cool to see that. It was very very cool uh, to be part of that and still be part of that, and and it was nice, you know. Yeah. See the the. Th- what it sounds like there is is there's not really the time to be precious about things. So if you submit yeah. an idea and they come back and say, well, it's not doable for these different reasons and we can't do that. And you don't really have the position. You're not in a position to say, well, then then we're stopping everything. I, <laughs> I, want, I want that design exactly how I've drawn it. And yeah. <laughs> I'm tearing yeah, up the contract not- right now. That's definitely not how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to be, you have to be, uh, you know, it's, that's, I guess that's the, that's the, Trying to you know, trying to navigate different designs and having, having the open mind to you know to know that what you really really want might not be doable, might not be the best thing to for the for the for the brand or for the for the team and, and for everybody you know. So, so having that open mind and being able to you know be versatile whenever you need to be versatile in design, design work and and uh, and being able to be classic or be be able to be you know modern pushing the envelope whenever you get the chance to push the envelope or trying to be you know um you have to have that notion that you have to have these different you have to know that when is right to when it's right to to be i guess uh, like crazy with the designs or be you know more um conservative and all that stuff so you know you could try to uh, in my case i i try everything and then whatever sticks whatever is best for the for for the whole company and the whole idea and what we want to do then i go with that and i i can't look back you know and i have to keep on going forward and 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 try to create the best thing possible so that they could be happy i could be happy and everybody's helping you (laughs) the uh this, this sounds like there's there are parallels there with what Jason does, but there are slight differences. So when Jason first got into sportswear design, he had a, uh, yeah, I suppose we could say a wealth of experience of designing yeah. clothing. So he had an idea of the 3D elements, he had the, the idea of, of cut and all these different things. Yeah. Now, from what I'm getting from you there, it's, it's a similar process that you go through, but you're really learning on the job. So you put something forward and they say, okay, it's a very nice design, but these are the reasons it can't happen. It goes back to you, you amend it, and then you, the next time you design something, you maybe know a little bit more so you don't make the first mistakes. Would that be right? Yeah, I mean, basically, that's what has, what happens. They, they they tell me, you know, this this idea might not work, this idea this is too much, this is too little, you know, go this way, go this, go this route, you know. And um, I try to be... I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I know not to design something that's not doable, you know, um, that's part of the, part of the idea. And um, I try to push a little bit the boundaries of what can be done. And if they can be done, we'll find it. But if it can, then great, you know, um, and I am learning on the job. I am uh, learning on the job. It's, it's, a, it's a great way to, to be able to, um, expand my my experiences and my horizons and it's been it's been great to 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 see the the, the, the my designs evolve no, no it's i don't think i mean if i mean i don't want to i don't want to say that it's bad to stay in design football but from where i was a couple years ago to today i mean only uh, simply because of the job and, and it's uh, the experiences that that, that that were given to me by by last year, I guess uh, the chunk of last year were were great for my for the learning curve uh, in this industry. It's very it's very uh, humbling because I thought it was I I, I really was an amateur, you know, when I came in, and um, I need a lot to learn. I'm, I'm not saying I'm you know professional full on. I'm not the scale of Jason Lee for sure, um, and. I mean, when it comes to knowing, my, my only background is 
watching my family. My 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 aunt was a uh, my aunt, and my mom. They were they were both um, people who spent time sewing clothes and making clothes, and just by looking at them doing that. But I really, uh, I guess, through sight, I, I just. I use my sight to see what it, what can be done, what cannot be done, and and kind of direct direct the brand in, in my drawings to see what can be done, what can't be done, and they take it or leave it, you know, and 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 um, that's how it works with I guess with me, I guess. Yeah, there there will always be that distinction between. I mean, it, they're called fantasy designs for a reason. So, whilst people could have the idea that if only someone would turn this design into a kit well it, it doesn't really work like that it is a case of this is a this is a fantasy design and it would only work in the fantasy world so if you want yeah. to see how it can be turned into a real design and that's great and you could go through the process of doing that but there is a process it's not someone's just going to take generally speaking it's not going to be the case that someone will just take a design although it has happened so yeah uh, steve-o very famously probably five years ago now um, had one of his Liverpool shirts suddenly appeared in the Far East, was being made into a into a design, and it was it was pretty <laughs> close to what he did, which is incredible, really. But that's I they managed it, and and it might be that he, well, certainly Steve O's intelligent enough to to become a, a professional kit designer, but he would have to become it. He is not it as yeah. things stand. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. the point. Um, the other thing is that despite you coming from a fantasy kit design background and you're no longer a fantasy kit designer, you're a kit designer, the the imagination that you showed in fantasy kit designs is probably something that, that sportswear designers and the fans evidently wanted to tap into. So it's not something you want to lose completely because other people come from a different direction, maybe a uh, uh, trained graphic designer or a trained textile designer or a developer or whatever else leads you to become a professional kit designer but to have it from a, a fantasy designer standpoint you you are going to demonstrate imagination that maybe other people don't have to the same extent would you agree with that i would definitely agree with that i looking around and, and, and meeting other people online and seeing what they do and how they do it and the processes and, and um and the people i actually work with you know it's it's very it's a very different eye um and it's def I, from what I see, it's it's very it's a very unique way of 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 creating clothes, creating apparel, sportswear apparel. I mean, it's 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 very neat to have to have had the, the experience as a fantasy kit designer um, because I think that in in this in this world, I I, I have a slight edge with the I guess the. Uh, what do you call it? The imagination of what can be done, you know, and um, and that imagination can be can be you know condensed a little bit and just brought down a little bit, and that can create the kit, you know, and uh, and definitely I still try to stick with that imagination. I still try to go as far as I can, and 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 then see what can happen, and. Um, that's what I. That's what I have taken from from being part of the community. I definitely want to push the boundaries. I definitely want to want to keep that soul alive in my creations because that's always been my soul. You know, trying to design things that haven't been seen before and are that are not just practical and and yeah in function but also great to the eye and great to the fans and people that people love them and identify with and and they're cross-cultural and people from asia like it and people from the americas like it it's not just you know creating clothes you know that soccer people soccer players can wear and fans can buy it's more than that and i think the fantasy aspect of it carries a lot of this love and passion for the sport and passion for the design and passion for the team and what the team means for, for, for each, for each and every fan. And, um, and it's great to have had that experience to jump in from the fantasy world to the actual professional world. It's, it's unreal. Definitely. Um, I still don't believe it, but it's there. And, um, uh, I definitely take all that experience and still use it today. I'm I'm not letting go of that, and I think that that's something that 
other people, other designers on the website could aspire to. You know, definitely, definitely don't stop. You know, don't stop doing the um, fantasy jobs. Don't stop doing the fantasy life. I guess, and and you never know what can happen. The this is this is what could happen. A kit you've designed is being worn by an international team. Now, did Jamaica do particularly well in the kit that you designed? They did. They did. It was it was one of those one in a million uh, experiences that I could ne- had never imagined. It was they played very well in the Copa America. They didn't win, but they put up a fight. You know, they played against Argentina, Uruguay, and uh, I think it was Paraguay. And it was cool to see that they were that they were doing pretty well, and I think that led them to do extremely well in the Copa America, Copa Oro um, here in the states. And and to to my you know to my um, I I guess disbelief they uh, they made it to the final. They beat the United States in the semifinal. They and they played against Mexico, my home country, in the final. They had never. Reached the final, and uh, it was one of them. One of those things that I could never, I never had dreamed of. You know, they played my my home country in the final, wearing my shirt. <laughs> yeah. So, but you're you're also based in the U.S. as well. Yeah, yeah. So based in the U.S., they beat those. They beat USA in the semi-final, which yeah. I think, despite losing to to Mexico in the final. Oh, sorry. This is the Gold Cup for anyone who it's, yeah, uh, yeah. Popular, uh, I think is is where it's what it's called in in various countries. But uh, yeah, we we probably know it in the UK as Gold Cup. Um, Gold Cup, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they beat the United States. It's a huge shock in the semi final. No one actually yeah. thought this was possible, and they lost yeah. to Mexico in the final. But it it wasn't with great disappointment, was it? I think they were still they came out of the tournament very happy. Is that? Would that be yeah, correct? I mean, just by the mere fact that they made it the final, I think they had a, they had already uh, the best tournament ever, I think, and um, they played well for a while. But Mexico uh, was was dominant in that game, I guess, if you will put it that way. And um, but for them, the tournament uh, itself, they they were great. They they played great football, and um, they were very dominant of other teams. And I actually saw them play. In Houston, because they played in Houston against, uh, I think it was a Salvador. No, it was against oh, Canada. I'm not sure. Um, actually, I got to see him live, which is pretty cool also. Um, and, yeah, they played very well. Um, they, set the, they, set, they set the standard high because they're going to be also playing in the Copa America Centenario, which is starting in June and I from what I believe they're going to be using the same jersey so that's going to be cool to see as well okay yeah that is good now as well as no, we, we've touched on it but as well as Jamaica you ended up deciding the Al-Shabaab now this is particularly strange because Al-Shabaab <laughs> was the team that that you'd ended up being given was it in the tournament on on design football that you'd be given Al-Shabaab is that right like, Exactly. It was just a random, one of those random uh, assignments from uh, Moom that it was, that's a team that I was, that I was uh, assigned to, or, you know, in the, I don't know how he, he ended up with these, uh, you know, picks, but randomly assigned to in one of the weekly competitions. And um, I designed a fantasy kick uh, back in, uh, I think it was September 2013 and and I competed against Fenton which we had many many comp- many uh I guess one-on-ones that are pretty cool um I hats hats off to Fenton you know wherever you at um and I ended up losing that competition by well I don't know two three votes and and um but I put my design on Twitter I tagged the team, and lo and behold, the team team's fan base saw it, and flood of people from the team's fan base started coming into my Twitter account. It was unbelievable. I I got like two or two hundred new followers, something like that. Two hundred fifty <laughs> new followers with daily at least twenty or thirty retweets or stars. I don't know what they're called. I actually still, I guess. A couple of weeks ago, I still get mentions. I still get retweets, and it's pretty crazy to see that it's been two years almost. 
and, and it's still happening. Um, even with the new, you know, even with the actual kids that are out there now, uh, I still get those uh, retweets. Um, and yeah, and those, 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 uh, the fan base went crazy with my designs, Zach, and um, losing that that weekly competition didn't, at the end of the day was uh, it was you know uh, bittersweet. You know, I got to I got to have the fan base be you know following me for a while and asking me questions and and and, and ask, asking me to do the away concept of that design which is pretty cool too um so I got, I got to flex those muscles back in the day and um and yeah and Ramai I guess there were targeting that team and they were able to sign that team after I was on after I came on and 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 I helped you know, with the template of that, of that, uh, of those kits. And, and I also designed the goalkeeper Jersey and their, their winter training year. And it's pretty crazy to see, to see the actual team, uh, the fantasy team that you designed for, you know, a while back actually be wearing the designs on a daily basis. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's all great. So uh, a design that we've seen recently for Rabai is the, the we've seen Bahrain's home and away kits. Now, were you? Did you have any involvement in those? Oh, um, the home kit was was I guess you could say inspired by some of the designs I did for 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 Romayo back in um, early 2015. Uh, some of the aspects of my of my um, of my concept work are there on the graphic and on the collar. Um, the collar is actually something that I created. Um, Particularly as a template, and uh, and yeah, it's some of the stuff that I that I designed, the concept work that I did is definitely on there. Um, it was a collaboration again, as as everything is in the design process, and yeah, the, the home kit looks pretty sweet. You know, um, uh, the away kit, the away kit is pretty, it's pretty cool too. And uh, but that was I was more involved with the with the home kit than, than the away kit for sure. Mm. Yeah, that's a great design. Okay, so so in so the future, you're not quite sure yet, or it, it could be, or it's looking likely that you're going to be moving out to the Middle East. Is it's, that right? It's a, it's a possibility. It's not. I'm not sure how big of a possibility, but it's in the works, and um, hopefully soon in the near future, it'll all be decided whether it's going to happen or not, and um, and we'll take it from there. I mean, it would be great to join the Ramai team in in, uh, in Abu Dhabi for sure. Yeah, and then that would be the the full transition to be yeah. a, a full time kit designer. Definitely, yeah. Okay, that is quite a story. I mean, we we listened to. I mean, even Jason, who who is separate from the website, still fascinated story to hear how he's developed and become a a, a great kit designer as well. But to hear a story about someone from the website making it is is just fantastic, and it, it yeah. offers hope to other people. But the the resounding point is always it will be hard work and being open to learning things. It is not yeah. the case that simply because you're a fancy kit designer that you can then transition immediately to becoming a professional kit designer. There will be a lot of work in there and you will have to listen to other people, which sometimes when you see some of the arguments on design football, yeah, um, <laughs> maybe some people aren't so open to it. It's a skill that they'll, they'll need yeah, to learn. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that, that can be learned from now on, I guess if you want to, if people listen to this uh, and will listen to the rest of the podcast, yeah, you, I mean, you have to be constructive and you have to be friendly and you have to be. I mean, this website is not to, you know, bash people and it's everybody is trying to to create art. You know, they're trying to create something that they that they love and it's not something to to hate people for. I guess. I mean, some people are are some people have you know have um. Uh, ruffled feathers and and uh, and come in and with the wrong mindset and um, that actually has not gone well. But for the most part, I, from what I've seen, the website people love doing this, and it's not something to to bash people or to get in arguments about. I mean, people people have criticisms and take it take it lightly and take it full heartedly and take it to to the best and and work with it. You know, people are not trying to harm you. I guess if you want. No. Yeah, just uh, just uh, do what you love in that sense, and, and and take it with take it with a grain of salt, and trying to work with the criticisms. And um, I guess you know, just 
just keep on keep on doing the work that you love. That's, that's probably my best advice. That's, it's good advice for being a, a fantasy kit designer, a professional kit designer, and just for life in general. As yeah, well. yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's uh, something we offer there. Okay, well, this has been fantastic, Irvin. Thank you so much for talking to me. Um, fascinating and obviously this is i you have to be a little bit careful of, of slipping into pride but it is it is great <laughs> that you've you've achieved what you've achieved and uh it's, it's good for the website and yeah something that other people could look up to um just uh if people want to contact irvin it's irvin pasteni as one word on twitter is that correct yeah that and it's also my email on gmail at gmail.com um i'm also on facebook i'm also on twitter i mean I'm the normal have the normal social media websites okay that's so have a look for that it's incredibly open <laughs> there's, yeah. there's this email onto the yeah. internet for yeah. everyone to use so if you want to contact him um uh yeah remember the advice about being friendly just that's, yeah that's quite yeah. Important. yeah definitely um, and thank you jay man this is a i would have never thought this would have been possibility back in the day when i was just a observer of the website and and this was a great experience for me, I guess, to be part of the community. And, you know, it's uh, it's great to be part of this new adventure of the website or the podcasts. And um, I hope to to be a good addition and for people to to look up uh, up to the, to the to my experiences and take it as a as a, um, a hope or as a, uh, you know, a goal to accomplish. And and then and I'm definitely open to to talking and to um you know, you know if anybody needs anything or anything like that I'm, I'm open to to having a conversation for sure excellent thank you so much for that and and it it just goes to show when you were nervous about joining the website and uploaded your desires in the first place you you needn't have been because here you are at the, the <laughs> yeah. you're at the top of the game now yeah yeah definitely man if you want yeah if you want to call that well yeah, yeah for sure it's 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 a dream come true for sure, and and Thanks. and and um, it's great to see that people uh, following and 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 doing what they do, and 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 hopefully I'll see more of the uh, participants in the community, you know, jump into the into the actual professional world. And I don't doubt that everybody's qualified in the imagination side of things uh, to 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 jump into the world and 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 do it full on i mean i would definitely say that it's hard it's really hard to get in your, your foot into your foot into the door it's really really hard especially if you didn't go to school especially if you didn't study these things and and uh the software and all that stuff it's really hard so if you want to go the traditional route i would recommend it highly recommend it instead of you know hoping for a uh i know some sort of I don't know, one in a million type of opportunity. Um, I would, I would have probably done that myself if I knew if I could, that I could do this for a living. And um, uh, definitely, I think Jason Lee said it too. You know, get your get your technical stuff done, and really, really focus if you really want to do this for sure as a as a, as professional and as as a life. And uh, you know, and that's what you want to do. Uh, definitely definitely pursue it and don't hold back that's that's my best advice okay yep yeah. it sounds like good advice just uh regarding contacting us we are design football on twitter designfootball.com on facebook i'm j29ers uh, on twitter you could talk to me by all means uh, i'll either be talking about kits probably more likely base layers or maybe saying nasty things about uh, Emma Watson or something I don't know um, <laughs> you can contact me if you like uh, the the other thing is these podcasts are available on Acast regardless of how you're listed to them um, Acast is probably the best way to listen because you'll have the notes uh, so you'll be able to click through onto onto whatever we're talking about at that moment so the order of events is we upload the podcast to Acast within a, a day or two then the notes will be added. So if you want to listen straight away, that's fine. Uh, or you can wait a couple of days or usually within 24 hours, the notes have been added. So then you could you could watch it on the Acast app or on the Acast web player and then you'll get all the notes as well. Uh, or you can just download it on uh, iOS for Apple handsets, Apple tablets, whatever it is, the iPad, I suppose, <laughs> is, as it's 
more commonly known and um at other podcast apps you can probably get it as well but acast is probably the best way and you can follow them on twitter as well they're great uh so thanks very much for that Irvin. it's been great speaking to you uh and Likewise. look forward to seeing more of your work from Ramai sports uh, thank you thank you i really uh i'll definitely um stay on the website and, and keep on being an observer and hopefully every once in a while you know contribute with some with some stuff and uh um yeah if uh, you'll you'll get to see my my work soon hopefully and uh, and uh, i'll definitely post it on my websites and, and and be and be um on twitter or be on facebook or something but yeah yeah uh thank you for the opportunity it's been it's been wonderful brilliant thanks very much for that okay so we'll we'll speak to you again bye-bye now bye-bye head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.